0: While during this season of rebirth, we've already acknowledged as a congregation the wonders of life and the cycles, we've honored spring, we've had the opportunity to participate in a ritual celebrating Ostara. But in some way it strikes me that it would be very easy for us as Unitarian Universalists to experience a real disconnect with some aspects of the things that other people celebrate in this season. For the past several days, our Jewish friends and neighbors have been celebrating Passover, which ends tomorrow. They commemorate the angel of death, passing over their houses, sparing the lives of their firstborns while The lives of the firstborns of Egyptians were taken, events which they believe led to the liberation of their ancestors from bondage. Our Christian friends and neighbors are today celebrating Easter, commemorating the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus of Nazareth. Events which they believe led to the possibility of liberation from bondage to sin. Many of us have our roots in one of these traditions and grew up believing it possible that some supernatural source could and quite possibly would intervene in, if circumstances were dire enough. It's hard to look around us these days at all the corruption, arrogance, violence, greed, fear, hatred, and feel that the solutions are miraculously going to appear. The miracle of thought. The processes that we have come to be able to run between our ears. Thought leads us to recognize that the better angels of our natures don't always win the battles. We may find a nostalgic longing for explanations that leave us with less personal responsibility for turning all this around. Because, after all, many of us have invested good portions of our lives in trying to make a difference. And after all our efforts, the shadows that surround seem to have grown stronger and deeper. Power brokers around the world operate And employing tactics that read like a list of the seven deadly sins, and far too often seem to get away with it. Every now and then, I let my mind sift down into the world, to a place in which I begin to feel too much in the world. It's tiring to live there. It's exhausting to live there. The not of the world part floats away for a short time, and my responses have less perspective. Matters of the world feel more urgent and desperate. last week I was working in South Louisiana and I didn't have access to computer or television or even really a decent radio signal or or telephone signal for that matter. Um, It was pretty nice. But once I plugged back in Bombings and killings and barriers to negotiations were all over the news. The stories hit like stinging rain. Then driving back, I was running through my mind some of the images that I had encountered on my trip alongside the beautiful Depressed and dying small towns, poverty, dirty, crumbling homes and neighborhoods, still wrapped in blue tarps from Katrina. Five years later, the combination of disheartening images and information started to become a little overwhelming. I thought to myself, if ever there were was an era run amok, it must be this one. With all the technology, means of communication, and information we have available, we nevertheless have created an ever deepening gulf between us. One explanation is that individual cultures across the globe, and I think the private culture of inner. Of our inner landscapes sometimes have been imposed upon by greater numbers of uninvited sources and have reacted in defense of things that are familiar and things for which they have ownership ownership by digging in more deeply. The reaction is to become more narrow. And it's a natural one. Focus close by. If things get too scary, you move from the globe back to the village, right? I began to, well, surely this world needs deliverance. Redemption, liberation from bondage. My response was to start channel surfing. (laughs) I found vinegar-spewing talk show hosts, angry and insistent-sounding religious programs, and music of various sorts, blues, country, urban, classical, rock, pop, and religious. There were public radio stations of different slants, this side or that, But what I found most comforting was something that felt particularly open and honest to me. I think I'm a pretty harsh musical critic. It isn't very often that when I'm listening to music, I believe what I'm hearing. And for me, that's a major factor in how much I enjoy music. But now in this moment, I didn't care that other things on this particular radio station may set my teeth on edge. I heard a man singing that didn't sound to me like a performer or an actor or someone who just knew they had a good voice and how, you know, wanted to show it off. That's not to say that this struck me as amateurish at all. His voice was strong and the instrumentation was beautiful and well arranged, professionally done. But this was a song in which an individual was asking to be useful. and unselfish, saying thank you and committing to living in harmony with the planet and with the other people on the planet. As a matter of fact, there was not one concept in the song with which I would take exception or that would stand in opposition to anything that I know of Unitarian Universalism. and there the clutter fell away the noise fell away I didn't have to be a part of whatever tradition that was to find the beauty there as soon as that was over and things started happening that kind of changed how I was feeling, I turned off the radio. What next occurred to me was this. When all we, what next occurred to me was this. When all we see is shadows, we're looking in the wrong direction. We have to turn around to find the sun. It may not be wise to spin around suddenly or rapidly. I'd like to share a short poem by Emily Dickinson. Tell all the truth, but tell it slant. Success in circuit. Lies too bright for our infirm delight, the truth's superb surprise, as lightning to the children, eased by explanation kind. The truth must dazzle gradually, or every man be blind. Again, I returned to my place of better balance. There I remembered that all real solutions are individual and have this to start on the inside. One person, one life, one spirit at a time. I guess I talk about this a lot, but it's a lesson I have to learn over and over and over again. The redemption of whatever elements of this world I touch is up to me. The old stories and ideas from the Jewish and Christian traditions have a great deal of value, most particularly if we learn to read them in new ways. With increased understanding, hopefully, for all sides of the story, not just our own. Redemption and liberation are available to us all. As I turn to view the shadows from a different angle, the light grows to illumine all that I see. We all have a divine mission on earth. Let that mission be to inspire love and embrace the light within. Let that mission be to have peace in our hearts as we create heaven on earth. Let that mission be to seek empowerment through transformation and to breathe joy into everything we do. If we allow these things to be our mission, the golden light of the sun will shine on our souls and change our world forever. Sir Isaac Newton wrote, For nature is a perpetual circulatory worker, generating fluids out of solids and solids out of fluids, fixed things out of volatile and volatile out of fixed, subtle out of gross and gross out of subtle, some things to ascend and make the upper terrestrial juices, Rivers and the atmosphere, and by consequence, others to descend for a requital to the former. And as the earth, so perhaps may the sun imbibe this spirit copiously to conserve his shining and keep the planets from receding farther from him. And they that will may also suppose that this spirit affords or carries with it thither the solary fuel and material principle of light, and that the vast ethereal spaces between us and the stars are for a sufficient repository for this food of the sun and planets. Create harmony and peace, and a spark of the divine will light your soul. A happy and passionate life begins with an inspired heart and a fertile spiritual landscape. Know that he who is at one with the beauty of nature is rich in spirit.